invite you to bow your hearts with me in prayer. Father, as we are here to explore your truths, we pray that you will open our minds to understand the truth that you have given to us in your Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. I love driving. It's one of the things I just love to do, go around, see things. And ever since HOM 2, I've loved to become an observant driver. That doesn't just mean watching out for things I might hit, but watching for things that might preach well. You know what I'm talking about. When you're driving around and you see something and just, you know it's going to fit into a sermon. A couple weeks ago, I ran into something that really fits well with our text today. I was driving home after school one night, came across a stoplight waiting to turn left just off the highway. And there was a man standing up by the front car in line. I was about the seventh in line, so I couldn't quite make out everything, but he was holding a cardboard sign. Sign that just said, from what I could see, I'm stranded. Interesting. So I waited, the light changed, I drove past. As I got up and passed him, I noticed underneath it the part I couldn't read before in smaller letters said, God bless. I'm stranded. God bless. Interesting. I wonder what the truth this man is trying to teach us really is. You see, there was a gas station right across the street, and I didn't see a broken down car, so what has got him stranded here? Why can't he get help? Today, I'm going to set out to talk about truth. Now, truth is something that we might take for granted in the seminary. It's something that we can look at and say, yeah, we know the truth. We learn about it every day in class. We hear about it in chapel. But anytime you preach outside of the seminary and you talk about truth, you don't know what the people in the pew are necessarily thinking when you say the truth. You see, the experiences of their life has led them to believe oftentimes something completely different than what we know to be the truth in Jesus. And as preachers, we're still called to carry the truth to that world, the real truth. So let's find some truth that we can apply from that man's sign. I'll take his first two words, I'm stranded. That's pretty easy. Each of us is stranded, right? We're stuck on something. Maybe it's having fallen behind in our homework and now the end of the quarter is starting to catch up. Or maybe it's already the anticipation of call day that's causing you to be a little bit lax in your studies. Or maybe it's some kind of pressure or something that's boiling up at home that's keeping you from having the peace and the time that you would rather have. Something has got us stranded. And when we're stranded... We need somebody or something to intervene to be our Savior. Perhaps the most profound truth is that we are each stranded by the effects of our own sin. And we need someone to intervene. In fact, we need God to intervene. He's the only one that can take us from that position. And his intervention in truth is completely and radically different from what the world's intervention would be. 
The man that I saw standing there holding that sign didn't need this next car that I saw to drive by. This car that drove by was one I was coming up McCausland the other day, waiting to merge in, so I was feeling kind. It's on my way to seminary after all. So I let her drive in in front of me. Besides, she had some bumper stickers, or more appropriately, window stickers, and I, like I said, like to read window stickers. As she pulled in, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't have let her in. <laughs> the bumper stickers caused my heart rate to go up a little bit, especially the one on the left that said, the ways are many, dot, dot, dot. The light is one. And above it was these images from some of the world's great religions. Coincidentally enough, the cross happened to be right in the middle. Okay, I like that. But then flowing off of it, you had the Star of David, and on one end, you had a man sitting there meditating like Buddha. And I think the Chinese flag was on there, and I don't know what else. There was all these symbols, all these things, but the way is many. The light is one. I don't think so, right? We know, thankfully, here at the seminary that that's not the truth. In fact, we know that the way is the word, and the word is the light, and the light is the truth. The only one is Jesus Christ. Just before our text today, Jesus is talking to these people, and he says to them, anyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. That is to say, anyone who sins is stranded in their sin. But, he says, anyone who believes in the Son will be set free. Well, that's great for us. That's the news that we believe and that's what we teach. But that's not necessarily how the people heard it. In fact, these people had a real hard time believing it. But there's a reason that Jesus points out. It's because they didn't know their Father. And if they didn't know their Father, they didn't know who they were. And if they didn't know who the Father is, they couldn't possibly know the Son. They couldn't possibly believe in Jesus as being the truth, who he said he was. You see, the people thought Abraham was their father. But Jesus tells them, come on, man. If you were Abraham's children, you would do like he did. You would live by faith. But let's compare you to Abraham. Genesis 18, Abraham sees in a vision God appears to him. He sees three men. What does he do? He feeds the three men. Puts out a banquet for him. Yet these people who claim to be children of Abraham desire nothing more than to kill Jesus. So that ain't going to work. So they say, well, we're not born out of sexual immorality. We're God's children. Jesus shakes his head again and says, no. If God were your father, you would hear his word and you would accept me because he sent me to you. But you can't hear the word because you can't bear it. In other words, you can't handle the truth, right? The truth that only I, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the one to take you out of this. He says, I'll tell you who your father is. Your father is the devil. The father of lies, in whom is no truth. 
And if I am the truth and he is a lie, then we have nothing in common. Likewise, you have no company with me if you can't accept my truth. Harsh words from Jesus. Maybe make us a little uncomfortable. Because in reality, we can see that playing out in our own lives. You know, the people of the early church did so too. Remember 1 Corinthians, Paul's talking to him. He says, some of you say, I follow Paul, some Apollos, some say Cephas, some say Jesus. Don't we all follow Christ? Well, here today, friends, we're tempted by the same things. To put our fathers in God's position. Coming up in five days, we'll celebrate again the anniversary of Reformation Day. Some people, maybe you know them, are tempted to make Luther their father. Well, I follow Luther, so I'm in pretty good shape. Other people maybe put their favorite pastor in that position. Well, he was my pastor and he was a great man, so I'm in good shape. Or their favorite professors. Well, I've had every systematics class that this guy offers. or I've learned how to exegete the entire Bible from this guy. I'm in pretty good shape. Or maybe it's your favorite theologian or whatever else. Somewhere along the line, you put somebody in God's place. And if it's not somebody, maybe it's something. I'm a member of the LCMS. I know we're talking about the Seventh Commandment today, but how many times do we break the Eighth Commandment talking about our brothers or sisters in other religions? Well, <laughs> at least I'm Missouri Synod. I went to Concordia, Wisconsin, and I'm at St. Louis Seminary, so I'm in pretty good shape. No. The truth is that none of these people or institutions can set us free from the sin we're stranded in. The truth is that when these kinds of things start to take place in our life, pride builds up and leads us into arguing and quarreling and lets the devil come in. And the father of lies separates us from the community that we are allowed and privileged to live in at this place. Our adherence to our so-called fathers and our man-made laws that cannot save us, in truth, draw us apart. But then God comes and blesses us with the truth of Jesus. The truth that Jesus comes to set us free and to let us know and to reveal to us our true Father. Our true Father, in an act of complete unselfishness, gives us His Son to bring us true knowledge of the adoption into His family. And in that truth, we live together here at the seminary. And we can see it played out when we see the gospel in action here. We see it when we look into faces of faculty or staff members who perhaps are giving up more lucrative careers somewhere else because they love Jesus so much that they want to help you as you learn to serve Him. And for those of you in the faculty and staff, you don't hear it enough. 
And we thank you for serving us. Perhaps you see it in forms of friendships and relationships that can pick you up and help you on your way, that keep you strong and grounded in the faith, in Jesus. Maybe you've even been the gospel yourself as you've offered a kind and encouraging word to a brother or sister who's struggling instead of just tearing them down as we so often do when we follow the Father of these people, when we follow the devil's call. No, Jesus has come and has set us free, and his truth keeps us from living stranded lives. You know, back to that man standing on the side of the road holding the cardboard sign. It was interesting, I thought, as I was driving past. I'm stranded. God bless. First I thought he was saying God bless to those of us who couldn't help him, who were just driving by in the flow of traffic. But then I realized perhaps it's more than just a cardboard sign. Maybe he's holding up a prayer. Prayer for himself. Prayer for each of us. And that prayer that I read into his sign has in some ways become my prayer. I'm stranded, God. Bless. I'm stranded by the things that I put first and foremost, by the things I seek to dishonestly get by the people that I worship and admire more than God. I'm stranded when my pride and arrogance leads me to think that because of who I am, I deserve something. Father, I've been caught in a web of lies. I need you to forgive me. I've lost my way. I've abandoned you for my own purposes, God. I'm stranded. I'm stuck. I need you to bless me. Bless me with the assurance that you will not leave me stranded. And he does. He does. Because in truth, we know what the gospel says to us. The gospel tells every single one of us that God never does leave you where he found you. That's the truth. In Jesus' name, amen.